So hello there, friends, and welcome to the first podcast episode of 2023. We're diving into episode 188 today, and we're going to be talking about the problem with self-love. Hi, and welcome to Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So yeah, we're diving into the first episode of 2023, and we have got so much to come this year. I'm really excited to be sharing more with you around movement, about self-kindness, about how the mind and body work together. And so this episode, I thought we would talk about the idea of self-love. And particularly, I want to talk a little bit around some of the challenges that we might face when we think about this idea. I talk about self-kindness rather than self-love for a very particular reason. And for me, it's because when I was most in need of self-love, it felt very hard to even contemplate that that would ever be possible. Self-kindness, however, felt a little bit more available. It's interesting, though, because I recently listened to something where it was suggested that perhaps self-kindness and the compassion element of that is actually a little harder than self-love. So there is a very good chance that my experience isn't necessarily your experience and certainly not everyone's experience. But I want to talk a little bit today about why this idea of self-love can perhaps get us a little bit untethered from our focus of meeting ourselves with compassion or meeting ourselves with kindness or becoming our own soft place to land. And really what I'm going to do in this episode is pose a bunch of questions. And so we sort of think of it more as a contemplation rather than me necessarily teaching you something very concrete. I want it to be more of a pondering of sorts, something to sink your you know, mental teeth into. So the first thing I want to point out is that I've obviously used a title that's a little bit provocative here in terms of saying like there's a problem with self-love. And so I want to talk a little bit about what I see that problem being. And I think that this comes down to definition and the difference between an outcome-oriented definition versus a process-oriented definition. So with an outcome oriented definition of self-love, we would be talking about self-love as an absolute, right? As something that I get to, as something that I achieve and then never have to kind of think about again. It's something that I am in the sense that it isn't going to take any effort once it's achieved. So it gets achieved and then tick, we're done. Versus a process-oriented oriented definition, which sort of looks at self-love as being more of a commitment, more of something that we are committed to living out and exploring and moving toward rather than being something that we achieve and then we're done. So when I think about there being a problem with self-love, Really, for me, that comes back to this idea of self-love being an outcome. 
rather than a process. I really think if we look at it as more of a process or more of a commitment, that it's suddenly more palatable and it's certainly more realistic, right? Like if I am committed to demonstrating love towards myself, that is very different to believing that I have to get to self-love. Like I can't be demonstrating that even in the midst of some self-criticism or some self-judgment. I think that the sort of version of self-love that is more viable for most of us is that version of self-love that doesn't require us to be perfect. And that's what we're going to talk about coming up. So what I want to pose as my first question is, have you learned that love is conditional? And you may not have an answer for that straight away, but I think that growing up in households, For most of us, we probably experience some things that may not be intended as conditional love, but that we experience as conditional love, right? So disappointing our parents, uh, getting into trouble for doing certain things. Sometimes that can feel like if I behave a certain way, then I am no longer loved or love is no longer demonstrated toward me. And so that feeling that love is conditional from other people, I think can follow us into our adult lives where suddenly it feels like self-love is conditional. So if we believe that love is conditional, and we may not consciously believe this, right? So you may be like, don't think I believe that, right? Like that's not something that I, I choose to subscribe to. It still might be under there, kind of calling some of the shots. So if self-love is conditional, then what can happen in our pursuit for self-love is that we are actually not seeking self-love. We are actually seeking perfection. Because if we could just be good enough, if we could just be perfect enough. We would no longer disappoint ourselves. We would no longer feel guilt because we wouldn't have done anything quote unquote wrong. We would no longer feel shame. And so we'd be easy to love, right? And so sometimes this quest for self-love can actually really look more like a quest for self-perfection so that we become easier to love. And that is conditional, right? That is conditional love towards ourselves. So what if Next question. Self-love wasn't a destination or an absolute. What if it's a willingness to be our own soft place to land, even when that feels hard, even when we're not perfect, which is almost all of the time, (laughs) even when we feel, you know, disappointed in ourselves, even when we feel guilty or ashamed about something that we've done? What if self-love was a commitment to still being our own soft place to land? What if it was a willingness to look at the thing that we're ashamed of or to look at the thing that we feel guilty about or to look at the thing that we're disappointed over and to have compassion for ourselves in the midst of that, to offer ourselves kindness and to know that our love for ourselves is not conditional. What if self-love is a verb? What if self-love isn't necessarily easy, but it is necessary? 
These are questions, like I said, that I would love to just offer you to ponder, to chew over. It's something that I come back to time and time again. I think because to me, I want to come back to actually this idea of the soma. So in somatic exercise, we have this definition of our being, which is our soma. And our soma is our experience of ourselves from the inside out. It's a recognition that we are the only person who can experience ourselves in that way. We are the only being who can experience the totality of what it is to be in ourselves, right? So feelings, sensations, emotions, thoughts, all of those things combine to give us an experience of our soma. And we are in the unique position, each and every one of us, to experience that for ourselves. We cannot embody anybody else's soma and nobody can embody ours. And so in light of that, I know for me that I want to be my own soft place to land. I want to feel like being in myself is home, is kind, is compassionate, is a friendly place to be is a place that I can feel trust and groundedness and a sense of goodwill. (laughs) And so with that in mind, self-love can't ask me for perfection. Because I can't be my own soft place to land if perfection is the goal. Because I'll never meet it. I will never, ever sort of get to that point. I will never be perfect. And this is why I love, I guess, movement practices to bring us into contact with our soma. I think when we're able to embody our whole felt state – And that doesn't always mean everything that's available to notice. We have to be noticing at a level that feels comfortable to us, that feels available. But when we're able to be present in our body, when we're able to notice sensation, when we're able to notice the way things change as we move, as we breathe, as we explore, we become more familiar with this home of ours. We become more aware of the nooks and crannies, the places where the shadows hide, the places where we feel more spaciousness. And I think it gives us a greater appreciation for the reality of that imperfection and the reality of the way things change and the way things adjust and the way things respond to things outside of ourselves and inside of ourselves as well. And when we come to recognize that, then perhaps that compassion piece, perhaps that kindness piece, perhaps that love even becomes a little bit more available to us because we're recognizing the truth of what is what it is to be human. Right? We're not trying to pretend that it's anything other than what it is, which is complicated. And we're meeting ourselves in our humanity. We're meeting ourselves in that full experience of our soma and saying, 
Like, this is the truth of what it is to be me. This is the truth of what it is to be human. And I commit to being my own soft place to land. I commit to not putting conditions on my love. I mean, what a gift, right? So some questions for you today, and I hope that they do give you something to chew over. If, you know, 2023, one of your desires is to become more of your own soft place to land. And even that language suggests it's a destination, right? To become. I think we're always becoming, right? We're always making those choices from moment to moment. And there'll be times where like, it doesn't feel like we quote unquote succeed in being our own soft place to land. Does that mean that we've failed? No, never. It simply means that we're in this experience of being human. We're on this We're in this experience of just figuring out how do I respond in the next moment? How do I become more of a soft place for myself to land now? So I'd love to hear your thoughts if you're willing to share them. You know, you can come and find me over on Instagram. I'm at Erica Webb underscore self kite. Sorry, just a little glitch in the pipes there. Um, And I would love to invite you to come and join me over in the self kind hub for maybe the month ahead, maybe the year ahead, depending on what it is that you need. For those of you who are perhaps new around here, because I have actually had a few people reach out over on Instagram and say they're new to listening to the podcast. So welcome. I absolutely love it when you reach out and, you know, let me know that you're listening. It can be a little isolating just talking to this microphone, talking to the camera screen, talking to the computer. Um, And I can see the numbers, right? Like you can see that people are listening, but it's so, so lovely to have that human connection when you reach out to let me know that you're listening. So please do always feel free to jump into my DMs and let me know. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. And I got sidetracked there. I would love you to join me inside the Self-Kind Hub. So for those of you who are new, that's where I was going. Um, The Self-Kind Hub is my online space for mindful movement and self-kindness. It is is kind of a, a combination of mind and body tools to become your own soft place to land or to be always becoming that place, right? To be in that process and that commitment of meeting yourself there. And it's a combination of movement tools. So I draw from yoga, Pilates, somatic exercise, and we work through different masterclasses together as well, where we dive into different topics. So we've had masterclasses on polyvagal theory. We've had masterclasses on pain science. We've had masterclasses on self-massage. It's not always me. I also invite in guests to help us with different topics. Uh, We had one specifically on foot foot health and foot care. So there's loads in there. And really the goal is to support you to meet yourself with kindness and movement plays a huge part of that. So it's on-demand class library, as well as a class of the day. Some of them are five minutes long. Some of them are 60 minutes long. Lots of them are somewhere in between. And so really just a space where you can make it your own. You can do classes whenever it suits you. You can link in and do some live classes as well. We do um, do some live classes too. And if that feels like it could be a good fit for you, the doors are always open. So you can join me at any point. Um, But I would love to, you know, welcome you in if that is something that feels like a good fit for you this year. It's 49 Australian dollars a month. um, And if you go for the monthly membership, you can cancel any 
any time as well. There's absolutely nothing to lock you in. If you are curious about joining us, I will pop the links into the show notes. And of course, you can also find more information just on the website, which is ericaweb.com.au. All right, that is it from me this week. I hope that this first week of 2023 um, has been filled with pockets of joy and pockets of self-kindness and an opportunity to, you know, dream a little bit into what it is that you want for yourself for 2023. Until next week, keep being kind to yourself and I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye. Bye.